Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox's Sake. It's episode 44. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a little while, yeah. It has. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you. Welcome back, Pete. Thank you very much. Welcome uh, back, everybody else. Yes, and, and you guys out there. It's been a while because uh, there's not really been any football on, to be honest. Although there has, in the last few weeks, obviously with pre-season and uh, Charity Shield or Community Shield, as people keep on... And, and also, that's really... I'm ranting already. If I say Charity Shield, then I know it's the Community Shield. Do you know what I mean? Why don't you say it then? Because Charity Shield is what it's always been called. And it's the first... Say if I'm talking quickly or I'm ranting or raving about something, then I'll say, I'll say Charity Shield. Now... Anyone to well, by the way, it's the community shield. I know it's the community shield, but you don't have to tell me that. But just because I call it charity shield doesn't, yeah, but they don't know that you know, they should know that I know, anyway. It's the community shield. When I say that, I mean, at the end of the day, I was questioned, uh, I was told a few times at Wembley itself, and uh, me being in a Leicester shirt down there should have meant that I knew what was going on. Although, to be honest, everyone who I was sat around, I don't think any of them have been to a Leicester match before. Oh, Leicester at Wembley, yeah, I'll jump on board. It, it was very strange. There was these two lads um, sat a couple of rows in front. It must have been about 14 or 15. And we, meaning the group around me, who were all kind of talking to each other and that, were basically just pointing and laughing because they did not watch one kick of the game. Uh, they were too busy engrossed on their phones. I was going to say, what were they doing? They, Cat, catching Pokemon or something? Pr- probably, yeah. But they were sat there taking pictures and all this sort of thing and um, just generally messing around on the phones. And then brilliantly, one of them um, kind of the battery went on one phone and as he turned to his dad who was like oh look my phone's died he just basically nonchalantly got another phone out of his pocket and carried on you were joking he had two phones and uh, there's only certain types of people who have two phones and we can't talk about them on podcasts but like uh, it's basically the, the, the two phones I couldn't believe it and everyone just pointed he's got two phones he's not watched one kick of the game but anyway that was uh yeah. That's that's that. We're that's gonna that. try and <laughs> we're gonna try and rattle through a few weeks worth of uh, of chat quite quickly. Uh, well, we were going to until Pete got on a rant. Uh, let's go straight into new signings. Start in goal. Zeela, go. German won the World Cup. Uh, looks quite solid. I mean, end of the day, you're talking one game or two games where he's made some decent saves. He's spilled a few, but he looks uh, an adequate understudy. I would still have him for a Schmeichel. Yeah. I think it's much better than having a forty odd year old uh yeah. sort of octogenarian Australian. At any at any point of the season you might need him to come in and obviously he's gonna play reserve team and he's also gonna play uh, probably cup football as well. You never know European you, you just don't know. Uh, and if he pushes Schmeichel, brilliant. Schmeichel's uh, obviously going to be the number one goalkeeper and it's better than having old father time as the replacement. And I think we've got uh, one of the best backup keepers in the league. Brilliant. Uh, a, a snip. Moving on, Hernandez. Uh, looks like a classy player, reads the game very well. I don't know physically how he's going to do against maybe larger opponents if he's playing centre-half, but uh, looks a classy player. He stood out against uh, Barcelona, uh, reads the game very well. He's on a free from Sporting Gijon. And, um, Gijon. How many times can we get that in? Uh, well, from Gijon, he looks uh, he looks all right. And again, it's a free, uh, 27 or so years old, 
we'll just see how it goes. I think most interceptions in La Liga last season or something daft like that. Yeah. One of them. We love a stat, don't and, we? And he can play fullback as well. He can play right back, which we might come on to in a bit. Might do. Mendy. Mendy. The first thing I'm going to say is everyone out there, don't think that this guy is N'Golo Conte. Because he's not. Because N'Golo Conte is the only one who's him. He's his own player. So, oh, yeah, N'Golo Conte. Oh, he's not as good as him. Oh, it doesn't matter. He's his own player. He looks uh, to have a, a good tackle on him. He's a good distributor of the ball. Is he as quick? No. Is he as as fast and reads the game? No. Is he a good player and someone that Leicester's been after for a number of years? Yes. So give him time. I think he might need a bit of time in the centre midfield. Whether he starts or not against Hull, we'll see. But uh, he looks a good player, someone that Leicester's been after for a while. So I'm going to give him a lot of time. Yeah, you need to remember as well that Angolo Kante couldn't get in the starting lineup in the league at the start of last season and started a cup game on the right wing was one of his first involvements in a Leicester shirt. And look how pivotal he proved. I do think Mendy needs a little bit more time to adapt, but we're used to seeing the adapted Kante, yes. aren't we? Uh, yes. Men- Mendy's been at the club a couple of weeks, a month or so maybe. Um, it would be an area of concern for me if he didn't adapt fairly quickly because I don't think our midfield looked as dynamic with Drinkwater and King in it. King's a very good understudy, he's a, he's a good player, he's very reliable, works hard and he's a, a, a decent all-rounder but I think we lacked a bit of punch and a bit of energy, and I think he just bobbed about a bit against Manchester United. That's just my personal yeah, opinion. We'll we'll see what happens with Mendy. We'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, so far, so far, so good because he's not been terrible. Here's one to test your pronunciation, Pete Bartosz Kapuszka. Well, the Polish teenage winger, he um, as I'm going to call him for the whole season. Is that it? Every yeah. time on commentary, he's the uh, Polish teenage winger. The Polish teenage winger. He looks uh, he looks very good. I mean, end of the day, he uh, he came on against Barcelona after being off the plane for about two minutes. So, uh, And he looked decent. And he's playing uh, for the under-21s. He's played a few reserve team games. He's obviously one for the future, even though he costs £7.5 million. Um, he's one player who a lot of uh, foreign journalists slash uh, keyboard warriors could not believe that we actually got ahead of some major clubs. So there's a lot of promise there. They spent a lot of money on him. But again... If he comes off the bench and plays for five minutes and uh, doesn't look good at all, just give him time. And I think we will. I think we've now we've won the league. I think that gives the you know it, it, it should mean that the fans don't expect just wonders all the time. They shouldn't do because they can you know always sit back and say, well, we actually won the league. You know, we we're not we don't have to go and do anything really now from now on. I think even though we sh- even though we will we and should, should. Yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if a player comes on, it's like oh, don't expect him to be straight away better than any of the players who won the league at Leicester. You know, it doesn't get much better than being time. Premier League champions. Exactly, exactly. So these players coming into the club, they've got a hard act to follow. A really, they really have. So just don't expect wonders from them, even though they might have cost an awful lot more than players would have done it before now. And that's for a number of reasons. A, because we've won the league, but B because of the new TV deal and the money that the owners are pouring in. So, just, you know, don't go mad, even though he did cost £7.5 Kapushka could play a bit of a similar role to Damari Gray did last season. 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, brought on uh, for the latter stages of a game. Because I think we'll see more of Gray than we did last year. He looks really exciting in pre-season. So I think he'll get more game time and Kapushka could then 
push up into that sort of substitute winger role for the last 15 minutes or something, get a tired full-back one-on-one, something like that. Exactly. The, the, the options out wide now at Leicester are fantastic. We've got Schlupp, you've got Albrighton, Gray. Um, on the, obviously on the right, you've got Maris and you've got the Polish teenage winger. So you've got a lot of options out wide. And uh, whether sometimes he doesn't make the match day squad, that will happen purely because of numbers. Yeah. Uh, one more signing. Musa. Musa. Well, he's the guy who we were going to sign in January, if you remember. Uh, we didn't, and then we ended up signing him for roughly about nine or eight million less than most people might have thought that we were going to. Um, he's absolutely rapid, isn't he? I mean, that's the he one thing. He is frighteningly quick. He's frighteningly quick. Uh, the one thing I'll say with that is, again, if a player has amazing control and is also as fast as Musa, then they are the best player in the world. The fact that he is so fast means that he might not have the control of all sorts of other players that he could possibly play in that position. So again, it might be the couple of runs with the ball that he just loses control or pushes it even too far in front of him to catch. Um, that's going to happen with a player that fast. Apart from that, that goal against Barcelona. Yes. I mean, both of them are great, but the first goal, I mean, if that was Messi, the internet would have broke. And uh, he would have been crowned World Player of the Year again straight away. Uh, that was right in front of the goal that I was sat behind in Stockholm, actually. I went, by the way. Well, we'll go into that. And, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so at the moment, superb. And we'll go into the preview of the Hall game. But uh, Musa looks looks like a quality signing already. Him and Vardy could frighten some defenders. Uh, matches then, friendlies. Celtic beat him on penalties. Scored all of them. Yes, Uh Good game. Uh, obviously, it was one of the first pre-season friendly games. Uh, Riyad Mahrez with an absolute... I think you can put it down as a classic Mahrez, definitely now. Yeah. A classic Mahrez, but bended it in the top corner after cutting in. Everybody um, knows what he's going to do and, and they still can't stop him. He stood out a mile as well. Uh, a few people I know who went to the game as well said he, he did and he got applauded off by the Celtic fans. So, uh, a good workout. And again, it's quite interesting to see uh, City in a penalty shootout. And um, yeah, it just proves that penalties without any pressure... And there, everyone smashing it in the top corner. Vasilevsky taking a penalty. That was a quite that, a sight. That was something else, wasn't it? It, it was. And it then was. Amati winning it. Amati winning it. And Amati stood out in that game as well. So it was a good workout. Uh, and then they went on and played PSG in LA. Did you go to LA? No, I didn't go to LA. No, I didn't Stockholm's go to Stockholm's a little bit closer. No, I didn't, I didn't go to LA and I didn't watch the game live. Did you watch it live? No, I've just caught a few snippets of highlights. It looked like we had a fair few chances at 1-0 down or 0-0 or so. So I don't think... The scoreline was quite as as uh, a bigger gap as it as it needed to be, really, or as it could have been in, in reflection of the game. Yeah, I agree. It was um, it was a workout against a PSG team who were ahead of them in terms of games played and preparation. Also, I mean, they're a class, they're a great team. They're they won the French team. league by like twenty odd points, didn't they? Yeah, and and again, you did say that we missed a few chances. And it was a bit of a, a circus out there for a week, which we all knew it would be. And it looked favourably on the club. Again, nothing majorly wrong happened. All the photos on the beach and everything. It just it looked really, really Community good. activities, yeah. new supporters coming out and watching, all that kind of stuff. Will Ferrell is now a Leicester fan, even though he just doesn't... I mean, he's got his own, um, he's got his own school out there, hasn't he? His own football team and football academy and that sort of thing. But then when you hear him talk about football... He doesn't know a single thing. Did you see him doing a penalty shootout? I saw the penalty shootout yeah. against Christian Fuchs. Interesting. Yeah, he. it's not the fact that he can't kick a ball. Um, just can't kick it straight. He just can't kick it straight. No, but the way he talks... You know when you talk about talk to football about someone and they might mention a couple of players or 
every now and again say something that's just happened, but deep down you go, actually, you don't know an awful lot. You have got no idea what you're saying. Yeah, you don't really have any idea. Um, It was like that. He just stumbled by, and then as the interview kind of went on, you could see him looking around going, I've got nothing left. I'm running on empty on my knowledge of football. Please don't ask me another question. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know. Yeah, so more uh, a good, fair, fair good PR exercise. From Frank the Tank. Good 90 minutes. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Barcelona, Stockholm. Did That's, you watch it? It's a great film. Um, I, uh, d- I did watch it. And it good was... game. It, well, you, well, no, I'll leave this to you. Go on. Right. You, hang on, so you were there? Yeah. So I'd... this was pre-planned, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, um, when the International Champions Cup fixtures were announced, my mate texted me saying... Barcelona in Stockholm, fancy it. And you know when somebody texts you that, normally it never happens. Yeah, and I, I was like, I, I didn't get the text. I was like, yeah, I fancy it. He was like, well, good, I'll get us tickets. Got us tickets. He was like, well, better book us some flights. So he did it all. I just transferred the money. And I was working at a swimming event for seven days straight in Sheffield, sort of 15, 16 hour days. Oh, God. I got home 10 o'clock on Sunday night. He picked me up at half one in the morning to go to the airport. But we had a great time. Stockholm was a lovely city. Everyone was spotting us in our shirt. I wore the same shirt for three days. I'm not ashamed to admit. It doesn't surprise me. I did take others, but the Leicester shirt was so well received that I walked down the street in it. Stockholm is a lovely city. Take plenty of money. Have a guess how much a pint. Ooh. Have, have a guess how much the most I paid for a pint was. I paid £12. I think we just worked out to be less than £13 for a beer in Vegas once. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, average beer price eight. in no, Stockholm no. was about seven, about seven, seven quid. Yeah. Yes. Most I paid eight pound fifty. It wasn't even a pint. It came in in like a little elongated champagne flute vase thing. Anyway, lovely city. Okay. Went went on a Segway. Weather was lovely. I've seen the Segway pictures. I was going to ask you about this, and we put them on uh, for Fox sake. Uh, uh, the Twitter handle at FFS Pod and on the Facebook group as well. Yeah, James Sharp from Leicester Mercury retweeted a picture of me on the Segway. You and you and Sharp, um, the sharp end. Uh, what um, did anyone fall off? No. Who fell off? Who was the famous person who? Fell? I'm trying to think of the who. Who did a? I can't remember. Who was the famous person who fell off a Segway and really hurt themselves? I don't know. I can see how they fell off, but was it like? Was it? Was it Bush? Was it? I don't know. It sounds like somebody. It did. might have been. I, I, I have no idea. Anyway, so you didn't fall off the Segway. Didn't fall off the Segway. No, I went in in one piece to the Friends Arena in Stockholm. Very nice arena, uh, and it was only six quid a beer at the bar opposite. Absolute bargain. Five fifty inside the stadium. The beer was cheapest inside the stadium. It was a fiver at Wembley, but we'll come on to Wembley in a minute. Yeah, five fifty. Sit at your seat, have as many beers as you want. Behind the goal with all the Leicester fans. First half was a bit. <sighs> yeah, was it three three and a half time when yeah. that third goal went in? I mean, they were brilliant, weren't they? Messi and Suarez yeah. working fantastically together and basically laying it on the plate. For the young lad who scored a couple. And Suarez did that ridiculous thing where he kicks it against the defender's shin and gets it back. He, be- he basically plays a give and go off the defender's yeah. shin on purpose. He bulldozes his way through defence. He's a fantastic player. Yeah. I mean, after all, the guy... I mean, I don't think I've ever really been in a fight at all in my life. You, you, you wouldn't blink before hitting him, would you? you you'd, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> be a bit sharp on your fist if you stuck one on his gun. Oh, no. You just, he's really, really easy to dislike. Yes, it's but he is horrible, a very good footballer. Horrible. I mean, that bite, you know, what's that about? But anyway. Luckily, um, he didn't bite anybody. No, but he's a great footballer, but a yeah. horrible man. Uh, and Messi was superb, and they were really on form. 3 nil at half time. And was, then. It was looking a bit desperate, to be honest. We were sitting exactly. there thinking, I'd have enjoyed this, whatever the scoreline is. 
but I don't want it to get any worse. I want Leicester to actually come out and give it a bit of a go. And we saw it quite a few times in the league last season, how first 45 weren't quite as energetic. Uh, and then they come out of half-time after having a chat with Mr Ranieri. Uh, a couple of changes. A few changes, though. They did yeah. make a couple of changes, which really made a difference. I think, and it um, injected some pace into Ar- it. Armarty and um, obviously Musa <laughs> injected a bit of pace. And that goal. That goal, then. He's just, I didn't even realise how good a goal it was when it happened because I was too busy celebrating it. But then when I watched it on the big screen again, I was like, where did he start? It was brilliant. I mean, um, what's his name? Martin Tyler, the commentator, the main guy on Sky Sports, he was just all over the place with it. What a goal. Mm. What a brilliant goal. And his second goal was uh, a great finish from in the area. So you can see he's got predatory instinct as well. Um, and Leicester were absolutely all over him for a good 15-20 minute period yeah. um, could have had a penalty should have had a penalty uh, yeah. Musa again was dragged down uh, and then obviously they went and scored towards the end there was a, but the thing I liked about it was it was a game I mean I think Tyler said it was one of the best pre-seasons he's ever seen because it was treated like a match there was a bit of an argument between um, the human gerbil and uh, drink water yeah. they had they had a bit of a shouting match and uh, and it, that's what you want you want a bit of a bit of needle in there even though it is a friendly you want a, a a good proper game because that's what teams need in pre-season as much as the gallivanting around the world you need that run out so uh, it had a bit of everything didn't it it did so uh, a good performance but another defeat and then on to uh, Wembley on Sunday. Where, Wembley, Wembley. Where you you were you were in the posh seats, the poshest seats. I was I was in the gantry. I was on on audio description commentary for Wembley Stadium, commentating on Leicester at Wembley. Dream I, dreams do come true. Yes, I didn't get the invite. I didn't get the message. Well, I, you, you I got did, to have a couple of beers instead. Yes, yeah, true. I I, I had uh, I did the Everton game, I suppose, didn't I? Yes, yes, that was the reason. I I did the Everton game. You could do this. Thanks. In my own head, that's how it works anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> first trip to Wembley in 16 years. Yeah. How about it? So, Wembley, uh, the first game Leicester's played there in, like you said, 16 years since the League Cup triumph over Tranmere Rovers. Um, I went throughout the 90s. Uh, I never saw them lose. I went to Derby, I went to Palace. I went to Middlesbrough and I went to Tranmere. I didn't go Spurs or uh, the Blackburn game or Swindon. So you'd never seen us lose at Wembley until Until now. But the one thing is, um, and I've seen a lot of people since the game who are fans of all the clubs, and, oh dear, the wheels come off, oh, I bet you were disappointed, oh, bad day. No. I turned around and said, you're having an absolute laugh. Great day, really enjoyable day. Of course, yeah, we lost, but... What a great day for a start. Um, I went down in the car and uh, basically got the tube in from from Stanmore. But going in the car, flag, uh, flag and um, scarf out the window, um, filling up with petrol beforehand, and people honking the horn um, in uh, in the in the towns and that in in Leicestershire, and then spotting the blue and white scarves all the way down the motorway. Only two or three. It's all that sort of thing, and then. Um, Basically, seeing every single person that I knew was going within two seconds of getting there. The first bar I got to, I met all the people I was going to meet and then stood at the bar and all of a sudden I'm next to my dad, crazily. And um, You didn't go down with him? No, no, no he, went on a, him. he went on a bus and I walked down Wembley Way, met uh, the people I was going to meet within two minutes after already seeing half of Loughborough anyway, um, who I saw the day before and said, have a good day, I won't see you down there. Saw them at Stanmore. Um, and then... 
I, when I met the people in this bar uh, by the the Premier Inn as you walk out of the Wembley uh, Wembley Tunnel or Wembley Way, should I say, the um, tube station, went straight to the bar. No one there apart from this boat getting served, and I got served. And the person next to me was uh, I won't I won't say on on the here you know what he was doing that he was fumbling around trying to pay for a ten pound drink with a fiver, but he, <laughs> he's going to hate me for that. But yeah, you're on then, Selby. He, he, he was, he was, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you some money anytime. Anyway, yeah, so it was great. I had a great day, and it was just you know weather was fantastic. I went to the the fans bit to the right of the stadium. Yeah, I heard that was quite good. It was really good. People had gone into the local uh, Sainsbury's and bought loads of cans and all sorts of footballs being kicked around. People have bought blow-up lilos and blow-up um, paddling pools and just chucking them around as you do and balloons. And yeah, I'd always think of that if I went to Wembley, buy a paddling pool it was, and chuck it about. It was, it was great, like really good atmosphere. And the fact is there were people, and I saw, I spoke to a couple of Man U fans on the way down and they said that um, they go all the time, they go to all the big games and it's any other season ticket holders and they're quite blasé about it. They said, really enjoy it, but we don't get too wound up because... And they said, not being funny, but we know we're going to be here again in a few years. Yeah. So we just enjoy the day as it is. Um, when when they said fans of other clubs get so wound up, like the likes of, say, Chelsea and Arsenal especially, where they get really wound up if they you know they lose those games. And they said, I can only imagine what you guys are going through as they look around and people are letting off balloons and blowing up lilos on the tube and all sorts. And they're looking around going, what a, you know, what a great day. And had a fantastic time absolutely brilliant time the game let's put back on to the game um quite dull in the first half really it was a little bit slow it was it it was a bit slow going and then second half it kicked into gear thought Vardy looked sharp um they obviously scored a good goal from Lingard it was a a slight bit of fortune but I suppose there is in most uh, most goals but a really good bit of play by Lingard and he went off injured he was crap when he came when he was on loan at Leicester a few years ago wasn't he I've got a real feeling that the guy is still crap, but he's he's quick. I know he scored that goal, but I've got a, I think there's a hint of he might be playing every now and again this season, and then by two, he's not a Mourinho starting eleven, is he? Three years time, he's going to be at you know Watford, or he's going to be at the top of the Championship. Yeah, yeah. He's I've got a feeling about that player. So three years time when he scored twenty goals already for England, but um, he—I think he's that sort of player. Ibrahimovic did absolutely nothing. Uh, we'll come on to him in a bit, but uh, second half, obviously Musa came on and it just changed the game, didn't it? The I thought Okazaki played well. Vardy looked sharp all the time, um, and they gave Manu a real go. Second half got the goal through a mistake by Fellaini, but again Vardy reading the play, running onto a uh, a ball just in case there's a chance. Ran it's, in the it goal. Was composure as well, wasn't oh, it? It was. I mean, the the guy's not played football. Well, he didn't play an awful lot of football during the Euros, but we won't mention that. And um, he's obviously had his uh, arm done or his wrist done. He's still got the bandage on. And that's another thing that people can't get. I thought, he's, I thought his wrist's fine. Yeah, but when you have an operation... You don't just you, you don't, don't just, just take yeah. it off and carry on. Exactly. He needs to wear it until at least September, I think. So, um, yeah. And when we scored, the crowd were brilliant. I mean, our fans were a lot louder than theirs, which I know is easy to say from the away end. But uh, It was true. I was slap bang on the halfway line. Oh yeah, the, you, all you, the noise yeah. coming from my right, the, nothing from the left. No, and uh, and it was just a shame because we looked like we we're going to get a goal. Musa had that chance where I don't think he knew how close he was, and it hit the top of his head with his back to goal. Difficult. Oh god, yeah, it really was. I mean, apparently, I've been told by a lot of people it was a sitter. 
No. I said, no, he was sitting down. Yeah, but back, he wasn't... back to goal trying to flick it yeah. over his head. No. Ne- never in a million years. So it, a draw would have been the right result. It would have gone to penalties. Um, and then Ibrahim Rich did his best impression of Niall Quinn. Um, that's another thing. Everyone's... It was, it was oh, a it really bit of a Niall Quinn. Niall, Niall Quinn at the far post scored a goal. It was, and, a, it was um, a Nikola Zigic. Well, it, and, until he scores, and I know he has in his career against England and against English teams and all that, but wait, I'm waiting for him to score a goal in the Premier League for Man U. Uh, that's something that Niall Quinn wouldn't have done, and that's when I'll stop calling him Niall Quinn. Yeah, but it's what Ibrahimovic does. He, he, I think he showed a couple of nice touches. He looked a little bit sluggish at times, but then he's, you can have him on the pitch for 90 minutes, not see him for 89, and he gets a goal. He's a 34-year-old giant. I mean, he's obviously a fit bloke, isn't he? But he's not the quickest player. He is a good player. You can see the control and the spatial awareness and the range of passing as well. And I imagine his shot, which he didn't quite have a chance to shoot, really. But no, not really. I, I'd imagine it's just the cannon. Um, so it was just a shame that when he scored... We then had to press. I thought there was a chance with Gray's volley. Looked like it was going on goal. And don't get me started again about handballs in the penalty area. Most people claim for handballs for virtually everything. I disagree. But this, I've got a real thing about goal-bound shots. If a shot is on target and at a reasonable pace, you know, so it's going to trouble the goalkeeper or go in. That's handball. And also, when you jump sideways towards the ball with your arms out in front of you, yeah, it has to, to be double parry it around the post. I don't think a lot's been really made of it, but it was a absolute blatant handball. The two people who were that side, I think it was Gray and I think it was Drinkwater, both went absolutely insane, which I know you can't do now at the referee. So mm. that's maybe why more wasn't being brought up. But uh, anyway, it was a shame that we lost, but uh, never mind. And again, the atmosphere on the way back, brilliant. You know, everyone, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Result would have been nice to have lifted a, bit, a trophy and got a win during pre-season that wasn't against Oxford or on penalties against Celtic, but I think we can take plenty from the performance. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And it was a great day out, and the best thing is it just wept out sight for the season to come because I want to go back. I want to go to Wembley. I want to try and win a cup there. Let's win the FA Cup this oh, year, Oh, eh? brilliant, yes. It'd be absolutely fantastic. But uh, the season coming up on Saturday, the first game away at Hull, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the last section of episode 44. Before we look ahead to the slightly less glamorous trip to Yorkshire to face Hull, contracts, Pete Selby. We have signed several very important players up to new contracts. Mr. Schmeichel, Morgan, King, Ranieri, Vardy. Happy? Oh, delighted. And again, I think I said in the last podcast or the one at the end of the season that I would like the money that we're going to get from the new TV deal, the extra 20 or how much money? A lot. I think it was more than 20, about 30, 40 million. The, the extra lot. The extra load of money. Um, I'd like a big chunk of it, i.e. the amount that they would spend on a new player, to be actually spent on the existing players in the form of new contracts. So all these players getting five-year deals at big wages, that's going to be an extra six or seven million over the course of five years, I've not got a problem with because they're the players who have won the league and I know we can't keep on going on about it over and over again, but look what they did. Mm-hmm. They deserve these new contracts and I've got not, not got a problem with any of them at all. Have you got a problem with the fact that we, as of yet, have not secured new contracts for Drinkwater and Marad? The Drinkwater one is 
slightly puzzling because because he's asked for one, hasn't he? He's asked for accounts. one, and I, I I imagine it's in the pipeline. It's going to happen, and hopefully, anytime soon, it's going to be announced. Yeah, that one needs to be sorted just because if it carries on and he plays well in the first couple of games, which you'd imagine he will, um, people are going to be looking at him, going, "Hang on, is there any bother there? Is there a chance to pick him up?" There was rumours that Spurs were. Sniffing about a bit. Yeah, I mean, end of the day, people might come in with a cheeky twenty million bid, which is obviously nowhere near his valuation. But uh, yeah, it's slightly puzzling. But we're, we're going to have to talk about Mares. Um Some people said that they thought he looked a little bit disillusioned against Manchester United, but I raised the point that there were plenty of times during the previous season that he went missing out on a football pitch and we were essentially playing with 10 men for a lot of the time. He's he's almost like not not as well established, but a, a bit of an Ibrahimovic where he can put, come up with a couple of flashes of brilliance, but he can also be a little bit anonymous during games. I don't think him against Manchester United was any different to the time that he got dropped for a couple of games. He didn't start against Norwich, did he, um, during last season because Ranieri was just like, OK, he's been off the boil a little bit last couple of games. Rest him or just take him out of the firing line for a little while and put him back in. Do you think his sort of in-and-out um, performance against Manchester United was related to the transfer speculation or do you just think it was one of them games? I think it was probably just one of them games because end of the day, if you're going to be uh, wanting to move away from a football club, what's the best way to do it? Well, by performing well on in a showpiece event like the uh, the Charity Shield. Yeah, I'm not. So, I'm not saying he meant to no, play badly. But I'm not I, saying that he played badly. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not saying that he didn't mean to be as as ineffective as he was at times. Yes, and also you got to remember what position he's playing. He's playing wide out wide on the right hand side. So second half he was right in front of where I was sitting, and he. Uh, and, and, and he hogs the touchline. He was obviously told to play out right wide on the white line. And um, if the ball doesn't come near him for five or ten minutes, then that's not his fault. He can he had a couple of moments where he looked really good, a couple of good passes and controls, but uh, it didn't quite work out. This is, you got to remember, the player of the year, the PFA player of the year of last season was Riyad Mahrez, who, um, alongside Vardy, were one of the main instigators of winning the league, all the goals and all the assists. So... Um, the, the slightly off performances, I've got not a problem with. I'd start him against Hull instantly. There's no problem with that at all. Um, the signing a new contract or staying, does it need to be sorted? Yes. Um, what do we know that anyone else doesn't? Nothing. Nothing. But what does the average man in the street and and, play, and uh, fan in the street know? Nothing. Nothing. And that's the thing. So I would just hold tight. Um, the fact that his, his wife is driving his new car, <laughs> one of the new fleet of cars, uh, which we'll mention in a minute, but uh, um, she was down Wembley in that. But uh, what well, that means, nothing at all. But uh, we just got to wait and see. We just got to wait and see. But the one thing I would definitely, definitely say, and over and over again, every single report in the newspaper, every single story on Twitter or by someone saying, by the way, Maris is going, I've asked the same question every single time and the same answer has come up. I go, who's made a bid then? Where's he going? And everyone has... Well, I don't know. It said in the paper he's going. Oh, yeah. Go, oh, somebody's interested. Going, going where? Rubbish. No one. They're, they're, oh, by the way, he's off. To where? I don't know. So he can't be off. No one's made a bid. Uh, Rumoured interest is absolutely nothing. So if no one's made a bid, he is not going anywhere. So that's what I... If anyone turns around and says, oh, Maris is off, just say that. Oh, off where? Um, uh, and that's it. It's, it's How do you know? Well, I read it on uh, page sixty-two of the uh, Daily Star. Yeah, I have. Did you know? So essentially, he's a Leicester player, 
and I still think he will be a Leicester player come the 1st of September once the uh, window shuts. The only reason he won't be a Leicester player is A, if he wants to leave, which I don't think he does, but B, if someone comes in with an absolutely massive bid. And you're talking north of 50 million, easily north of 50 million. So there you go. Um, and if one of the big boys come in and offers £60 million for him and he goes, look, I want to go to Manchester United or somewhere, then there you go. What can you, what can we do? Not a lot. Apart from give him the money and get it signed <laughs> and get that get that release clause at £80 million. See ya. Uh, BMWs. Nice, aren't they? Yeah, I got mine. Did you get yours? Yeah. 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 The model. The what? The model one. No, no, no. I, got, I got a full one. That's why it only took me about five minutes to get to for Fox 8 HQ instead of 28 minutes. I got a remote control one. Oh, no, I got the full one. It's, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Did you get Kante's, did you? I got N'Golo Kante's, yeah. yeah. And, That's um, a shame. Yeah. No, I mean, what a great picture, though. All these, what, 19 of them, 105 grand each, apparently. Something ridiculous. 105 like grand each. Um, yes, uh, uh, not Vardy, Maris's wife was... Uh, Parked next to one of the supporters' buses at Wembley Stadium. Was she? Yeah, in the in, in the in the IA. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but there was plenty of people gathering around for pictures. End of the day, when if someone is uh, you know thinking about leaving, and all of a sudden, yeah, have this. But it's a but it's a nightmare in the car park at training. <laughs> Hang on, no. Did mine end in two or three? Exactly. Which one's uh... mine? Someone, you know, they're all gonna have different ribbons on top or something, so you can see it in the car park. You know what my mum said about them. Someone, someone said, "Oh yeah, what uh, what does Jamie Vardy want with one of them little BMWs?" Now he's got a Bentley. She goes, "Oh, we can use the BMW as a nice little run around." Who has a hundred thousand pound car as a run around? Someone who's on hundred grand a week. That's what. Mm, not frightening. Yeah, it is ridiculous. But um, yeah, fair play. That's what the owners said, and that's what they've stuck by and done it. So, yeah. So we all want an i eight now, don't we? We all do, yeah. yeah. By the way, neither myself nor Peter's driving an i8. I've got a Fiat, he's got a Vauxhall, just to clear that up. Champions League. No one thought we were driving <laughs> i's. No one. I didn't hey. even get a remote control one. No, no, not these two clowns who we listen to. Um, Champions League. The draw is on the 25th, which is not far away. Uh, the season ticket holders can get their three-game pass for 90 quid, I believe, which is a very good deal. 30 quid a game to watch Champions League football. Yes, please. Some people have to be moved, though, just to let um, them, yeah. you know, people know out there. And, you know, so if you don't have to be moved, then thank, count yourself as quite lucky. Some people have to be moved. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the football club. It's all about UA for coming and saying, oh, we need 94 seats sat around our VIPs who aren't going to turn up anyway. It's, that's... Yeah, that's, it, that's, yeah, that's you, obviously how it works, or, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it can't be that's misdirected why. towards Leicester. No. They have not elected to move people. I'd imagine the, uh, just just talking between us for a minute, like the press scenario will be a bit different to normal. Oh my goodness me, imagine. Yeah, I think it's going to be extraordinary. If I, I mean, obviously we've got plenty of time before the game, but um, I'd get there so early because, I mean, the security anyway. But I think your half-time chicken balty pie is out the window, you know. I will kick off. <laughs> I think the uh, pick and mix selection is going to be limited. Uh, I can maybe handle that. I think with all the continental folk that the cheese and biscuits will be going down an absolute treat. Uh, Neville Forger will be liking that because <laughs> he has some at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, no, we've noticed a massive difference, obviously, since uh, we started commentating at Leicester in the Championship. Uh, to get in 
now at the Premier League, we removed our position. Uh, we used to have loads of space to spread our extensive notes around, and now we're squashed up into one seat each. Just just the one seat each. Yeah, just the one. Which... But the, the press box is absolutely packed. I wouldn't be surprised if they need to find some kind of way of extending it for Champions League because the interest in it is going to be huge. Yes, it will be. And um, like I said, getting into the ground, you don't know what kind of cord. We have, we have no idea. I've never been to a Champions League match, so it might be exactly the same. Maybe we'll need to have some pass that they're not going to give us. So when they ask for the pass and we've not look, got it. Look, mate, I was coming here in League One. Yeah. Let me in. Do you know who I am? <laughs> and then they go, yes, we do. That's why you're not coming in. But, um so, yeah, we'll wait and see. But the 25th is the day of the draw. So put that in your diary. Of course, we'll be mentioning it a few times if anyone does have diaries. Uh, then we'll be mentioning it a few times over the next coming episodes. Um, go on in. If, pick three teams off the top of your head. Where where do you want? Where do you want to go? Oh, where do I want to go? It's, it, 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 most of it's in the winter, isn't it? So you want to go somewhere warm-ish. This was, this was a question I asked with a few friends um, at Wembley. We we decided that the first game would be nice to go somewhere like Spain or Portugal. So we've gone for Lisbon or Porto or somewhere like that, or maybe Malaga. So that could be one. Um, and then um, we're going to go for Ajax. Yeah, not not too far. Not too far. So we can take a lot, lot of fans there. Lovely ground, nice city. Um, and then uh, the third one, I want to go to like a real old-fashioned Italian giant like Milan or or Rome or somewhere like that or somewhere like you know Sparta Prague or somewhere like that with nice nice city but you know Naples would that do for you Napoli don't want to go to Napoli why the, it looks a, I don't like the look of the ground don't you fancy Kiev in Ukraine no I don't want anything past basically War- Warsaw Poland yeah I suppose but no. Cyprus 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 could be nice if it's early doors, but um, no, we want. Uh, that's what I think. I think an Italian giant, Ajax. Yeah, you're talking AC Milan, Ajax, and somewhere in Spain or Portugal, Malaga. It's a shame that Real Mallorca haven't qualified. <laughs> little, tri- little trip to Mallorca. <laughs> no, but that's what I want, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But again, this is the whole point. It's brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Um, who we could be playing, but uh, yeah, that's all. The, to only, come. the only people we can't be playing are. Real, Bayern, Barca, Benfica, PSG, Juventus and Moscow. They're the ones that we can't play. So we have got a wide, a wide choice. Let's have a look that we don't want. Um, Victoria you, you wouldn't want to play Atletico, would you? Or would you? Oh, pot two. Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund. We can't play Arsenal or Man City. Yeah. Sevilla. Porto, Napoli, Bayern. Okay, out of all them, I'm going to go for Porto. I said Porto. Right, pot three. This it's... isn't fully confirmed yet. There's still a few qualifying rounds, but this is yeah. what, it, what it could be. This is what it could be. Pot three. Um, and this is all just nonsense, isn't it? But it's it's, it's great fun. Uh, Basel. Won't be bad. Basel. Little trip to Switzerland. Um, we don't play Spurs. Uh, Basel. Dynamo Kiev. Uh, Lyon. That'd be a nice trip. And lovely ground. Uh, Villarreal. Ajax. PSV Eindhoven, that could be good. And uh, that's... Sport, uh, Sporting Clube de Portugal. Oh, right. So uh, Sporting Lisbon, basically. Yeah. Um, so that's a good group. I mean, if you get rid of Dynamo Kiev and maybe Basel... Ukraine on a Tuesday night away is a, it's a tough one. And then to Le- come back and play on a Saturday. Yeah, Leon, Villarreal, Ajax, Eindhoven or Sporting Lisbon. Brilliant. And the final pot, um, 
some interesting ones in here. They are, uh, yeah. If, if they get in. So we've got a possibility of Victoria Plesnen in uh, the Czech Republic, uh, Club Bruges. A little trip to Belgium yep. wouldn't be bad. Salzburg. Be all right. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, which is, of course, Germany. Uh, can we play Celtic? I don't know. I think we can. Can we? Yeah, because other, other teams have oh, yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, Celtic, so we can well, beat them. Well, we've beat them already. Yeah, Apoel uh, Tel Aviv. And, uh, no, Nicosia. Oh, sorry. Apoel Nicosia in Cyprus, correct. Yes. Uh, Besiktas in Turkey and Legia Warsaw in Poland. So we could have actually really good, uh, a really good draw there. We could. Have you have you seen this? This is a, just a, a website with all the European coefficients based on previous performance in European competitions. I, I thought it was the attendances at their ground. No, <laughs> look. No, of course it's not. Ours is fifteen thousand two hundred and fifty-six. So we have. Ours is the lowest coefficient out of anybody that's even in qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah, or but, apart from FC Rostov from Russia. Yes, but they're obviously all don't up to eyeballs. But um, it's uh, basically. <laughs> Can um, you say that? Oh, I just did. But I got it. Happowell Beersheva. Well, let's go there. But no, the, the whole point is we've never been in Europe apart from no. in like what was it last time? Ninety. Ninety one. Ninety one. Two thousand. Two thousand and one. Yeah, Atletico Madrid wasn't it? Uh, no, that would have been uh, the uh, Red Star Belgrade. Oh, when they Athletic, let, was Atletico ninety eight, yeah, like ninety seven winner, yeah, the um, the, the uh, Dynamo, not Dynamo Kiev, the Red Star Belgrade fans who let flares off at Filbert Street before mm-hmm. the game, and then um, two minutes into the game, uh, Tim Flowers is stood there on his goal line, looking around to the crowd, going, "Can't see a thing." Turn around, all of a sudden, the ball appeared from nowhere, flew in the top corner. I I couldn't see it. Where's that ball come from? And he says, "Tim Flowers." Couldn't see the ball. Well, didn't didn't see the guy smoke. taking a shot. All of a sudden, the ball came out of the smoke into the top corner. Anyway, never mind. Flowers but, wouldn't have got to the top corner anyway, to be n- fair. Not by then. But, um, so, anyway, there's our preview of Europe. <laughs> uh, BT Sport will become calling for us after that. Uh, and now we're going to look for this weekend's the first game of the uh, Premier League season for the Premier League champions. Okay then, so the first game this season is away at Hull. It's live on Sky. I think it's about half past 12 uh, kickoff, roughly. So the defending champions, reigning champions of England, Leicester City. I think I'm going to have to try and just work that into every single time I say Leicester. What, like the Polish teenage winger for Kapushka? Exactly. Just um, the, the reigning champ. Mate, we've got 46 games to say it before. We say it before every one. Because technically we How still many? will be. Is that right? No. 38. 38. <laughs> Championships, 46, isn't it? So anyway, we play Hull away from home. Um, first thing to say, let's have a look at, at the opponents. Um, I'm just going to like bracket themselves at Hull, uh, not just the city itself, not at all, um, just the club at the moment. I'm just going to put uh, in uh, in bold letters above it, absolute mess. Shambles. Yeah. They've got no manager. Yeah. They've lost players rather than signed players. And the players that they have got are injured. Yes, they've got Tom Huddleston at, at centre half. Yeah. Versus Musa and Vardy. Um, they've got feeling in charge. Uh, I I like Steve Bruce as a manager. I think he's a good manager, and I think he did the right thing by just going, "I'm getting out of here." You, you they've got no chance. No, you can't work in them kind of conditions, can no. you? When a relationship breaks down and a, and an owner's got a bit. Barmy, shall we say. So, after all this, um, I'm going to ask you, Rob, and again, all this is not never planned, as you can tell. Um, 
Give me the first 11 that you would play against Hull. Ooh. For the uh, reigning defending uh, reigning champions of England. Defending Premier League champions. Yes. 5,000 to 1 stars. Yes. Uh, I would start with the usual back five. In fact, we'll do it play by player. So, number one. Schmeichel. Schmeichel, I agree. Yeah. Right back, Simpson. Yes. Centre backs, Huth and Morgan. Uh, Huth can't play. Centre backs, Hernandez and Morgan. Ooh. Who would you go? That's where I differ straight away. Okay, go on. I'd play Vasilevsky. Why? Because, again, it's who we're playing. And I think if they put a big man up top, I think Vasilevsky would be a better option than just throw Hernandez into a position why, where... Why not just play Liam Moore and Johan Benelouan then? Well, why not? But I would um, I would play Vasilevsky alongside Morgan. Generally, I would. Okay. Yep. Uh, left back, Fuchs. Fuchs, yep. Yeah. Uh, right wing, Mares. Mares. Left wing, Gray. I would play Gray. Central midfield, I would probably play Drinkwater and Mendy. Do you know what? This is the one... I'll play Drinkwater, obviously. The one position where I'm... It's a toss of a coin to me between... Oh, actually, all three. Between Armati, Mendy and also King. I would play, from the start, Mendy. I'd yep. just give him that bit of confidence. And yeah, say, look, I think here you go. Give, give him a Premier League start. Here you go. Yeah. Do, do what you do. Just slightly ahead of King. Yeah. But... Okay, Mendy. And yeah. then up front. Up front. I don't think this is how he'll start. Because I think he'll start Vardy and Okazaki. But I, I'd i just go for it. I'd just put the Frighteners on everybody straight away and go Vardy and Musa. Off you go, run riot. I agree. I would do I'd Musa and Vardy. And I do think he'll play Okazaki. I do, yeah. Cause just because of the role that he plays just off. Vardy and Musa are both very on the last defender's shoulder strikers. And Ranieri likes a little bit of protection with Okazaki five, ten yards deeper. I think he will play uh, Gray as well. I think the one change from the traditional team will be, and obviously the team he started at Wembley was purely because they won the league. Yeah, it, they, it, they it deserve was, that. Exactly. It was the team who lined up, and there's some great pictures of them lining up uh, at Wembley Stadium. This is the team that won the league, so they deserve to start that game. Absolutely no problem. But I don't think you can ignore how well... Um, Diamari Gray is playing in pre-season. Yep. He's been on fire all pre-season. And, um, You've got him on the left cutting in on his right foot and Mara's on the right cutting in on his left foot. And, uh, for and a then, start, they can then, always swap over, can't they? Well, yeah, but Hull's defence are used to championship players and then they're going to get these two. Exactly. I think, uh, OK, so uh, this is the lineup that we well we would like and that we think might happen. So I say to you, is a draw a bad result? No. No, I mean, I, I'm well known as saying on this that a draw away from home in the Premier League is never a bad thing. But but I think we, I think also making a statement would not be a bad thing either. It would probably be, a, it would be a better thing than a draw because I think if we kick off our title defence with a bit of oomph after a pre-season where if you just look at results, you think, oh, bloody hell, they've shipped a few goals. Clean sheet, two or three goals... I think would be a massive, not a confidence boost, but a bit of a release of whatever pressure may have been building up. And also, I mean, as much as I don't really care, but it would, a bit of a 
uh, you know, a shush to the people who are saying they're going to just drop down the league like a stone and uh, and say, look, we are the reigning champions. We deserve to win it. Um, here we are. We're going to try and do it again. So, yeah, I, I think a draw would be, again, you know, OK at absolute best. We'll see how the game goes. Um, prediction time. I am going to predict 3-0. Really? Yes. Well, I'm going to go for 1-0, Leicester. Oh, OK. It's better, um, better than a draw. It's better than a draw. So I'm going to go for 1-0. You're going to go for 3-0. Yeah. Um, let's just look at the season as a whole. And obviously, we're not going to kind of predict what's going to happen. But um, looking at a few people's predictions... Uh, yeah, I know what's the lowest that you've seen as predicted to finish? Merson had us as 11th. Yeah, I've seen um, some, some bizarre... I can't remember where I read it, but somebody reckons we're going down. Yeah, there's, there's, they, they are out there. They do walk the streets. Those, they are, those, those people those, do exist. They are around. Um, but uh, I've seen 11th. Um, the one prediction table from uh, a publication, Racing Post, um, that I did pretty much agree with every single place. It was spookily similar to mine. They had Leicester at 7th. Yep. Um, Would you be happy if we finished 7th? I'd like to play... F- one one place higher. Also, no. If we do finish seventh, there's a very good chance we'll actually get in Europe. Yeah. Um. So at the moment, it it, it depends. I would like, and we mentioned it at the top of the show, a really good cup run. I mean, who knows? Who who knows? If you had to ask me for a place, and I've been asked on a number of podcasts for other clubs, uh, to go on and give her opinion and this that, and the other, and I've said seventh, sixth, and seventh. I think if we finished well inside the top ten. Acquitted ourselves well in the Champions League. Had a cup run that constituted in a trip to Wembley. FA Cup semis are at Wembley these days, aren't they? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think if we went deep in a cup, did well in the Champions League in terms of performance-wise and potentially finishing second to scrape through the group and a top 10 finish, I think that would be a very, very good season for us because I also don't want any Leicester fans to start getting carried away. We've got to history of expecting too much from our team last season we didn't expect it and it's happened let's not raise those expectation levels to uh, a, a point where there's going to be start getting people uh, people getting disgruntled if we don't win in two or three games at the king power i think if we raise it too high it will put too much more pressure on the players i think we need to stay realistic realize that this team are they going to win the premier league again probably not more than likely not is top 10 a good finish for Leicester City and only their third season back in the Premier League? Yes. I completely agree and I'm not going to add any more to that. Excellent. So look forward to the game on Saturday and uh, from me and Rob, it's goodbye and up the city.